Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Aaron, I'm in that uh, post-conference buzz right now. Just mm. just got back a few days ago. And um, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to like rewrite a bunch of our apps with these this new technology I just heard about. What do you think? <laughs> As much as this is a joke, um, this is something that does happen when you get back from a conference. Mm -hmm. You're all excited. Um, Joel tends to fall for it more often than I no. am because he's he's much more excited, excitable than I am. Yep, it's um, true. And, and normally I say settle down, and I just kind of move on and expect him to listen. Um, <laughs> but I've really been thinking about it. There's 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 some reasons why I feel that way, but there's also some actual effective reasons how we can use conferences to better our career and our work. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to talk about both of those things um, starting out because there is a reason people go to conferences and they are good to go to. Right. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so first of all, I wanted to say is you got to remember what a conference is, right? And so a conference is a combination of theater and education. And mm -hmm. when I say that, some people start thinking like, um, oh, that's bad. He's saying it's theater, it's, it's useless or whatever, you know. <laughs> Um, like people do. But if you think about it, we work and we learn the best when there is some sort of edu there's some sort of entertainment involved with mm -hmm. it, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's there's some sort of spectacle that makes you remember something or I mean, if you just look at all the Laravel documentation and projects, aren't they just they're kind of put together in a very theatrical way a lot of times too? like this sure. is so amazing. It's beautiful. It's all it's extreme. And there, there's a reason that does that is because that kind of draws you in and opens you up and makes you available then to learn about the next thing. Yeah. And, and I think even kind of framing something within telling a story is like a useful way of, of coming at things. <laughs> just, just as a side point, uh, not the conference I just got back from. This is going back, I don't know, five, six years. But I remember attending this conference where it was all lightning talks, like 10, 15 minute talks. And one of them mm -hmm. was completely done in the style of a musical, which was extremely weird, but also very entertaining. <laughs> but um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I should see if I can find a link for that. But yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, I'm going to make you find a link for it. But I will. In the show I notes. Will. Yep. All right. Um, and, and then the other thing is, if you've never presented at a conference or never had, you know, the both the joy, the joy and the challenge of that, mm -hmm. I almost said joy or challenge, <laughs> um, you, you may not know kind of what goes on behind the scenes as a presenter. Okay. And I've done a bunch of them. You've done a bunch of mm -hmm. them. There's more often than not, the presenters know deeply what they're talking about. You hope, yeah. Yep. More that's why I said more often than not. <laughs> right. But but since they know what they're talking about, they're usually doing that thing mm -hmm. for their life. And so when they're coming to a conference, they're putting together their stuff at the last minute. Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, not everyone. There's lots of people that practice too, but yeah. I've I've done it many times. I've seen maybe you do it once before. I don't where you, I don't know what you are talking about, but yeah. okay. But you put together this this talk. Um, at the last minute, that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's mm -hmm. wrong, right. but it just means that it's of, you know, you have to have just a tiny bit more of a critical eye against it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's something that was created in a hurry. So there might be little mistakes there, reasonings that weren't fully thought of. Doesn't mean the information's bad again, just means that yeah. it's a certain level of stuff mm -hmm. and the whole package, the theater, the education, the presentation, that's the whole consumable. So some of these things may not be perfect, but overall, it's definitely still worth it. Yeah. The thing about that, too, is when you look at those slides, what people are saying at a conference is, did you know you can do this? <laughs> Not, 
this is the absolute specific tailored solution for your problem. Oh yeah. Big difference there. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of people see these things and they say, mm-hmm. Oh, new technology. Kind of like you said, like, I can't wait to rewrite all my stuff with it. Right. Yeah. It's like, is that actually what you need? Yeah. And uh, like, um, contextualizing when somebody presents some technique or some package or something like what problem was it solving for them? I think is useful context too, because then when I'm considering it, like I might say, Oh, that looks really cool or useful, or I see where I might use that. It gets you to to maybe step back a little bit and be like, well, but but is my situation actually the same mm-hmm. as this this solution where it worked out? Not that if there are different solutions, you couldn't use it, but it, just to not jump right in with both feet, so to speak. Yeah. And, and to know that it's you can do a little you can use a little bit of that technology, maybe sure. and inter, intermingle it for the types of problems that it solves. Yeah. Just because it can solve all your problems doesn't mean that's the most efficient thing for it to do. Mm-hmm. So. When you return from one, there's a couple of different steps I wanted to talk about, though, because you know, when we keep saying, like, be careful with conferences, they're worthwhile, but be careful. Yeah. So the question now is, well, OK, I'm careful. I got my information. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing to do is if you were taking notes during the presentations to review them and rewrite them, sort of. OK. Um, or if you haven't taken notes, when you get back, take notes from the things you remember. OK. Like the highlights, things you that, that stood out to you as interesting or worthy of further consideration. Yeah. And what you'll notice, especially when you're taking notes the next day, is important things will still be in your brain. <laughs> less important things, less exciting things that your your mind is kind of filtered out. They're, they're not going to be something you remember to take notes on. Yeah. And if it's, if it's really a, an awesome solution, most of us are not at the forefront of everything. We're in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, those things will come back up again uh, from a different source or different news. Right. And you'll be more familiar of it when it's delivered to you again and be able to accept it at like a better, higher quality understanding of it. Sure. Yeah. I think the next thing is um, there, there are specific challenges, I guess, compared to like if you work how we work as independent contractors and kind of just making projects mm-hmm. versus if you work at a large company, things like that. Um, so working as individually, I mean, we've talked about that before, I think, in other podcasts yeah. where it's like, here's how we start applying new technologies and here's how we do stuff. But the challenge is, what if you're a cog in the wheel, right? What if you're mm-hmm. part of a larger group that the boss sent you off to a presentation because it's good, but then they bring you back and it's the same old fires and the same old stuff. And <laughs> right. you're like, I got all these great new solutions. And they're like, yeah. but does it solve our problem right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I wonder, too, if there's a dynamic here where, um, you know, some companies will send like a whole team to the same conference together. Mm-hmm. But if you're like the only one from the team that went, that could even kind of be like a different layer of challenge. Like they didn't hear what you heard and now you're trying to relay it to them and why it's useful. Right, right. Absolutely. So what I think the biggest thing to do here is to just insert your idea into the process. Mm -hmm. When I say that, I mean, you don't forget it. You don't lose track of it. You don't give up. But if you have like a complicated Jira or GitHub ticket or something like that, start learning how your, your team understands and processes new ideas. And put this new idea in there. Hmm. So, for example, if you have tickets or what are they called? Stakes or whatever that uh, are for learning things, put your idea in there and say, okay. like, this is something I learned about. I think it's going to be good. We need to spend some more time on it. But don't stop there. Here's the really the evil genius of this. I was totally going to stop there, by the way. Oh, don't. <laughs> okay. Next is find a champion inside of the company that will benefit from the technology's benefits. Hmm. So the reason we've talked about this many times before, but the reason why we do programming is, I mean, we may like it, 
but it's really just to solve business problems and to generate revenue so we can get paid and do other stuff with our lives, like play sure. video games or whatever. Or or program more. Yeah, or program <laughs> more. Right. Or, you know, kayak, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we we want to align these new technology things strongly on many connections to more revenue. So we might understand that it can make the technical stuff faster. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll make it easier for us to program, but that doesn't clearly connect to revenue as much as when you, I mean, that has to really filter up a bunch versus if you connect it to the senior salesperson or mm. something like that, the senior yeah. marketing person where they understand that if you, that there's a good chance if you apply this, that it'll be beneficial to the company and to them as well. And then they start to, you start to help them ask questions of your team or ask for things that use that technology. Hmm. Now, j- just to be like total non-corporate inexperienced yeah. role here, like a champion implies it's somebody with more authority in the company than you. Like yes. it's not a teammate. It's like the team lead or like you were saying, a senior somebody or other that has more power to make decisions or influence decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. just Yeah. And this, this is part of that game, you know? And so just, just with every good idea, there's always caveats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just understand, you know, especially from my background as a manager too, you may not make your manager as happy doing something like this. Yeah. But sometimes people just need jolts. And a good manager is going to understand what just happened. Okay. A bad manager is going to be a little burnt. Maybe they won't even like you. Well, then that's a bad manager. It doesn't mean what you did was wrong. They won't like it because they perceive you went around them or something like yeah. that. You're saying, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. And, and, and so you got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. I think the, the last thing is I, I wanted to say that, um, you might even try this idea on your own a little bit. Mm-hmm. And here's where I get really evil. And this is where all, all the, the corporate men turn off and say, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> but I think it's even worth taking a little bit of your time that you should be doing something else mm-hmm. and trying out the idea. Not like days, maybe a couple hours. Okay. Instead of working on this ticket, it's going to take you three days. Well, guess what? The ticket might take three and a half because you have one of these ideas and you just kind of need to work it out. Sure. So you, you spend a half an hour or the half a day working it out. But you put yourself a, a stop time, right? Because really, you, what you're trying to do really is make something better for the company. Right. You're trying yeah, to use this this new knowledge and apply it. Yeah. The goal is in line with the company's goals. It's not like you're like, I'm going to spend half a day like working on a book that I want to sell on my own or something, right? Like this, right. this is in line with what what the, the the team or the company are trying to do. But it's important that you stop. You have a stop point, and yeah. you have a you have you you be real honest with yourself and say. After you've done it, say, is this still a good idea? Not mm-hmm. the fact that you spent four hours on it, but is it still a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. With a little experience under your belt and that kind of one-off thing. I like that. All right, Aaron. So we're not going to rewrite everything just like one right. app. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I kind of like these points um, because you're not saying don't be excited, right? And don't right. share that excitement. Don't pursue that excitement, but it's like temperate a little bit with facts, with process, with the recognition of like what the team is trying to do, what your company is trying to do. But I think these were some useful strategies to kind of get the best of both worlds, that post-conference buzz, but also with still fit yourself as a cog in the wheel. This was all just my idea for a podcast to settle Joel down after he just got back from a recent conference. <laughs> in, in a lot of things in life, context is super important. And the other day I was sitting in our living room and my wife was looking out the window and she's like, oh, check this out. And I, I didn't get up. I don't know what I was doing. And so she told me a second time, well, you got you to see this. 
she said, it's like a scene from Bambi. And I'm like, well, which scene? Like, it kind of matters <laughs> which scene you're talking about in Bambi, because it could go one of two very different directions. So I uh, just wanted to share that. And by the way, it was a, a pleasant, peaceful scene. There was like baby deer and turkeys like swarming together out, out in our front yard. But, you know, if it was a later scene in Bambi, that would not have been the same vibe at all. I thought Thumper was a rabbit. Thumper? Not a turkey. Oh, yeah. I I did see Bambi because I, <laughs> I think I might have actually cried as a little kid. But um, I don't know. I'm going to have to go rewatch it now. We like to keep our podcasts under 15 minutes and our emails under two minutes. If that sounds good to you, head over to MasteringLaravel.io and sign up for the newsletter right on the homepage. 